three, two, one. Blaine Millman. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well, Louis. <laughs> Good. Today we're gonna we're gonna do a little talking about your life and uh, what happened in it and what's going on and oh. where it's brought you and where it's taken you and well, where it's taking me is here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So, like, I've been doing this uh, little kind of series of thank you origin stories, if you will. You know? Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's like. And just kind of getting to know people and talking to people, talking to my customers, my employees and customers, and um, just stuff like that. So I kind of want to get a little backstory on you, and then um, we'll uh, we'll talk about you know kind of your life, where you grew up, and then we'll we'll talk about some um, some stuff that happened in your life. And, okay, and you know I'm sure there's like a ton of interesting oh, stuff. Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty led a pretty dull life. I think. I mean, well, <laughs> I have. I don't know. <laughs> Until now, this is my most exciting project. Yes? Oh, it's fun. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. So, you're going to get lit up there? Oh, that is a huge fail. That's here, a huge Here you go, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> bring a light. It's like, it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You know? Yeah. Got my little humidor here, so it's ready to go for us. Yeah. If we uh, run out of smokes. Uh, so you're smoking the Headley Grange. Yes. That I smoked with Al. Have you tried one of those yet? Yeah, I did. I had one from one of our sample packs a while back. Mm. I'm smoking a, a Rocky. Rocky Patel 20th. Mm. Kind of killing the um, light. I'm going to use that lighter. So tell me, Blaine, where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in, I uh, was born in Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, okay. Grew up in St. Albert, Alberta. Which is where? North of Edmonton by about one skip. Okay. So real close. Real close. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I lived there until, oh, about 92, 90, 91, 92. So grew up my formative years in, in St. Albert. Nice little community. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, one of the more, how shall we say, what's the term about taxes and most expensive places to live yeah. per capita? Is it? It was back in the nineties, early two thousands. Oh wow! It was one of the highest. Our the taxes were like six, seven thousand dollars a year for a regular two two bedroom bungalow. Oh Jesus! It was an expensive place to live. I don't know how my father did it. Right. But, oh, I know. He worked his butt off. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so say now, you grew up there. You went to mm-hmm. school there. Yeah, I went to uh, elementary, uh, junior high. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And then why'd you leave? Oh, it was just time to move out of out of my parents' place. Mm. I was actually uh, I was involved with someone. She. We ended up. Moving in together because mm-hmm. she was pregnant. Right. And that fell apart quickly. Oh, shit. Two Taurins in the same room. Two what? Taurus. Oh. <laughs> you believe in that shit? Well, when there was three of us in the same <laughs> same apartment, yeah. Her, her daughter, and me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the relationship didn't last? No, it didn't last. It lasted a couple of months. Oh, 
that's all we could afford. That's all we could stand each other. And there, there were other things that that happened that yeah. made me realize that this was not the person I wanted to be with. Right, right. But you got her pregnant in those two months. Yep. You died. oh no, I was she was pregnant before. Before what? Before the two months. Oh, that, before that, you moved in together. That's right. Oh, that's you, why, so you, you dated a little longer than two months then? Oh, yeah, we dated for about a year. Oh, I see. It was just yeah. the move-in part that yeah. uh, playing Time. house didn't work out. Playing house did not work. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not at all. Right. Okay, so... Um, so she, uh, we split up, and our daughter was born in May of 91. Okay. So... And she'd be about almost 30 by now. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. And then I I had a roommate for a while, and he was a bit young, shall we say, Mm -hmm. in the mind. Mm Mm-hmm. So that didn't work out. So I decided, okay, it's time for me to live on my own for a while. Yeah. So you can say, uh, no, you don't want to talk about that or whatever anytime Mm -hmm. you want, but you say your daughter would be about 20 29 29 30 so like you don't know her no oh. i haven't seen her since the day after she was born oh jesus what happened like what what what, what oh, was the, the what? i had a i got a phone call early one morning this is when i was working nights so about eight o'clock in the morning i get a phone call from catholic social services saying that my ex is giving up our daughter for adoption. Without talking to you about it? Yeah. What? Yeah. So she, so they asked me if I wanted to take her. Right. And so I was not awake. So you got an honest, they got an honest answer, which was, I can't afford to look after myself, right. let alone another human being. Oh, I see. So... I would wanted to give her the chance to have a family. Yeah. And the social worker, jaded social worker on the other end of the phone, starts bawling. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, I was doing the right thing. Right. I was doing the right thing for me. I was doing the right thing for, as I've named her Amber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the social worker thought I was doing the right thing, too. Because I I was 26, barely able to look after myself. So I often wonder what would have happened if I'd kept her. But Yeah, you'll never know, right? You'll never know. It would have been hard. It would have been the hardest thing you've ever done, I'm sure. Raising kids is brutal, Ah. brutally hard, if you want to do it right. You know, yeah. Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. That that must have been hard. It was. That, I can imagine going through that. That that's must have been I, brutal. I, I'm glad they phoned so early in the morning. Yeah, when you were a little numb still. Yeah, so that they could actually get a proper answer. Right. Without thinking. I do most of my best thinking when I'm not. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, I do my, most of my best speaking when I'm not thinking. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say the right thing when it's proper. Right. You know? Man, God, this got deep fast, didn't <laughs> it? Fast, yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's, yeah. it's something that I really have to still come to grips with. Really, you're still, are you? You're still dealing with this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what do you think you're gonna do? Uh, well, I would you like to try and locate her and and and? Well, that's entirely up to her, I think. Right. 
if she wants to find me, that's great. I've put it out there. Like social services knows my address. Oh, I see. So she looks, she can find you. Yep. I posted on Facebook. Right. The letter that I wrote her when she was seven years old. Right. So I'm not hiding. Right. Okay. But if she actually wants to look for me, my full name is there. I don't have any secrets from pretty much anybody. Yeah. Yeah. God. Well, maybe. Oh. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. So how are you gonna? How are you working on this? Like, how are you dealing with it? Or is it? Is not? Is it something that's like always on your mind, or often on your mind, often. or often? Yeah. Yep. The you know that hour or so before you fall asleep when you yes. your mind just keeps yes. going. Like, what have you done? Could yeah. you, could you have done better? Yes. That yes. type of thing. Right. Oof. Yeah, that's tough. It it, it is. Yeah. But I'm really my. Fervent hope is that at the time I knew three couples that couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. Three right. really spectacularly wonderful couples. Right, and you're just hoping that she went to someone like that, which yeah. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to believe that. Yes, yeah, well, yeah. Any any other scenario? Fr- scenario? Not not a possibility. No, it's no. not in. Uh, it's not in the realm of me even thinking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So you were 26 at this point. You're working graveyard shift? I was working uh, gra- afternoons, evening shifts with the uh, provincial government. Uh-huh. Working in a courthouse. Oh. So that was interesting. Yeah. I spent. What were you doing in the courthouse? Like, what was your at, job? At actually? that time, I was a heavy-duty caretaker. Okay. Polishing floors, mm. vacuuming 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 <laughs> square, square feet. feet. Yeah. Yeah. Using floor polishers. It's hard work, man. Yeah. Vacuuming sucks. Oh, even with a- I sweat vacuuming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, the act of vacuuming makes it's me work. sweat. It's actually work. Yeah, and we actually had to walk behind vacuum cleaners. Walk behind? Yeah. Like a mini Zamboni. Oh, yeah. You just walk behind it and just- Ah. Uh. You just walk up and down the same 100-foot corridor back and forth. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> well, you got to keep that stuff clean, man. Oh yeah, it was actually it was a good job. You don't want it to look like the floor at work. <laughs> Nothing looks like that floor at work. No, right. I'd love to. I'd love to actually strip. You that could roll floor. a cigar off of the floor at work. There's yeah. so much tobacco on yeah. it. <laughs> I, I think it would be nice to strip that floor and re rewax it because it's a beautiful hardwood floor. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Those are like six inch wide maple boards. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the type of stuff that. It, uh, restorers and architectural salvagers go absolutely oh, yeah. nuts over. Yeah, yeah. So, twenty six years old at the courthouse, court, courthouse working evenings and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where'd you go from there? Let's see what happened there. Oh, I, I, I think that's not lit properly. Uh, oh, no, it's not. Thank you. Why well, everyone that I uh, bring on the the podcast? Well, not everyone. It's only been a couple of us have murdered the f- foot of their cigar. I'm gonna have to do a, a how to light your cigar 101 soon. Well, I usually do pretty good with, <laughs> with matches. 
What are you saying? That I don't know how to light a cigar. You? No, I just, I just say, I just say, everyone that comes on here must have a little bit of nervous tension at the very beginning, and they ah. light their cigar and they screw it all up. All right. You should have them show up an hour early. Right. We should be into the cigar before we start recording. No, into the whiskey. Oh, into, yeah. <laughs> then, well, you then, know, then, I, yeah. Then the, the nerves settle down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird at first talking into a mic. Mm-hmm. It's a bit weird, it, but within a few minutes you'll you'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, damn, I hope that lawnmower in the background doesn't come up uh, through the mics because we're recording outside. That's beautiful. If day. anyone knows, yeah, oh, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a nice one. <clears throat> so uh, let's see, where were we? Twenty six courtyard court courthouse. Court yep, that was a. I was involved with a small industrial accident at the courthouse. Yeah, mm. was when you use a floor polisher. For polishing the high gloss floors, yes, beautiful. It was the, the best thing about the job was that you got instant gratification for a job well done. Right, you had clean carpets, or you had a perfectly polished floor. Right, I loved it for that. Yeah, yeah. So this one fellow coworker decided to uh, step on it while it was moving, and you normally hold the buffer. Just under your belt. Right. So when he stepped on it, it went in and up and ripped all my adductors out. What? Yeah. Just ripped them all. Like ripped your guts open? No, just ripped the all the muscles on the right-hand side. When somebody says they have a groin pull, <laughs> that's what it is. And just from that little instance, whenever I hear groin pull on, it you know, from... Sports people still makes your asshole pucker. Oh, it does because <laughs> it hurts, and it does end your career. It ended my career there. Really? Yeah, because I couldn't finish anymore. It ended my golf career. Oh, because I couldn't finish the swing. Right. Because there's no blood circulation there. Oh boy. So that was that was a <clears throat> that's that, no good. That was no good. After that, I became a. I was a. I went to bartending school. Oh yeah. Became a bartender, worked in a hotel for three and a half years. Where? In Edmonton. Okay. And I worked for uh, Best Western's Cedar <clears throat> Park Inn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still there or not. Probably is. Probably is. That hotel will go nowhere. Um, and that was an enter- that was an entertaining three and a half years. I was a banquet captain. So. Uh, Everybody's go-to, and unfortunately, I thrived in that too much. Yeah. I was drinking, you know, two pots of coffee a day to keep going. Oh. Uh, I was drinking probably too excess because it's part of the industry. <clears throat> oh, yeah, drinking in the industry is... Uh, oh, it was... Yeah. It was nuts. <clears throat> it, was, it, was, it was terrible. So then I was having a... I couldn't seem to relax... So I was talking to my doctor, and he says, so, he says, what do you do? I says, well, I'm a banquet captain in a hotel. He goes, oh, what does that entail? And I told him. And he goes, well, that explains why your heart rate's 120 beats a minute. Oh, the coffee. The coffee, the stress. Mm -hmm. My blood pressure was 188 over 108. And he says, you're aiming for a heart attack. Jesus, how old were you? I was like thirty 30, something, thirty-two. Oh, for crying out loud! Yeah, and he said, "You're gonna have a heart attack." And I said, "What? Ten, fifteen years?" And he goes, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes, six months <laughs> tops." 
Really? He said, so you have to quit. <clears throat> oh, jeez. So I quit. And funny enough, went from working in the hotel industry, in the bar business, to driving a taxi because it was less stressful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Than working in the bar business. Yeah. And I did that for 16 years. Yeah. But a lot of people that <clears throat> don't realize, see, I was a server mm. and bartender for quite a few years. And what a lot of people don't realize is how, if you care, <clears throat> how stressful that job can be. Oh. Just getting everything right and, um, you know, getting everyone what they need, their proper orders, on time. There's so many cogs in the wheel of food service, you know, mm -hmm. that there's just a shitload that can go wrong. I'm surprised anyone ever gets their fucking food in a restaurant. Yep. There's just so much that can go wrong from the time, from the ordering, the, the prepping, the preparation, the order taking, everything, just delivering the food and the, and the service in general. I, you know, it's actually unbelievable that anyone ever, ever gets a meal. Yep. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I know the stress can be super high there. Now, if you're just goofing off and you're working in a, a low-volume place, easy. Yeah, that's When it. you start moving volume, though, yeah. and you get rushes, and it's nicer quality food, and people are paying good money, and you have a certain clientele that expects the, the you know, expects a level of service and quality, it gets difficult. It does. It gets difficult. Well, one of the times I was actually a... When I was recovering from uh, mononucleosis, which kissing disease, kissing disease, <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever want to have. Oh, it's brutal. Is it? It is. It's absolutely brutal. It, it ruins your immune system. It drops you right down. Well, I didn't like, get around like you, so I never. Yeah, had apparently it. I got around a lot, <laughs> unbeknownst to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I ran into a, a uh, an owner of a bar, and he said I was drinking in his bar. And he says, do you know anybody who wants to be a bartender? And I said, well, how much would you pay somebody who really doesn't know what he's doing? Right. He says, I'll pay you, you know, whatever minimum whatever, wage was yeah. back then, you know, 20 cents an hour or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was a blast. It was an absolute blast working there because I was the bartender. I was the server. And... That's when I started to develop my customer service, my love of customer service. Right. Because it's so important. You can actually get yourself an extra five, ten minutes by just somebody walks in the door and you go, hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. You acknowledge their existence, which I personally we believe. We still is, teach that today at, at work, don't oh, we? Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah. It's the people crave <clears throat> acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Whether they know it or not, yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who they are, where they are, their uh, station in life. If you acknowledge them with a wave or a nod, you've just got yourself an extra five minutes. Yeah, where they are not feeling like they've been left alone. Yeah, right. That's the worst feeling. Yeah, I, I've been to bars and watched somebody light a cigarette. Okay, and so. They have until the, my server has until that cigarette is done. If I do not see a server by the end of that that person's cigarette, I'm gone. 
Oh, like as a customer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in the days when you could smoke in the pub or the yes. bar. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved it when I smoked my pipe in the bar. Yeah. Because it always smelled so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. That's where I learned that, was being in a busy bar and having the bartender or a server just walk by me and wave. Say, okay, yeah, I see you. Okay, good. Yeah. That gives them an extra five minutes to come and get my order. Yeah, yeah. And these were career servers. Yeah. 20-year, 30-year servers. Well, no, you need to acknowledge uh, <clears throat> need to acknowledge the consumer, mm-hmm. regardless of what industry you're in. It doesn't matter how busy you are. No, exactly. No, no. You can just say hi. Yep, be right there. And and they'll that just makes your makes their experience so much better. Yeah, right. You were there for like three years in the bar business. <clears throat> uh, yep, on and off three years. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. So when I became a cab driver, I used that experience to garner uh, customers that only called me. My cell phone was going all the time. So how, how, Okay, wait a second. Back up. Back yeah. up. You're jumping ahead here, Mr. Millman. You should be used to this by now. <laughs> yeah, right. So you, <clears throat> you start driving cab. Yep. And um, how are people getting your number? There must have been a point at the beginning where you were just taking calls. Oh, co- I was just taking calls. Taking whoever. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That and, led to some <clears throat> interesting experiences. And then you're saying that... Um, but then after a while, you started getting your regulars, and mm-hmm. you would just give them your direct line. Yeah, is that legal to do? Not yeah. legal, but like that's no problem because you're no still problem. you're still running the meter. Oh, still the meter yeah. always runs. Yeah, so everyone's yeah. getting paid and all yeah. that good stuff, but they're just calling you directly rather than dispatch. That's right. So how the heck do you, how do you organize that then? Like you're on a you're on a you're, you're you've got a client already, and you're going somewhere, and someone calls you directly on your phone. You just tell them I'll just be a few minutes yeah. or. Okay. Okay. I'll be, I'm. I'm. You know. I'm vacating at such and such. I can be back in 15 minutes if that's okay. Right. And that's because and it of didn't that work for, If it didn't work for them, then they just work. called dispatch. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. If it didn't work, it didn't work. Right. But the nice thing about it was that I was going to the bars that I frequented before driving cab. Oh, I see. So they knew who I was already. The bartenders and yeah. servers and stuff. Yeah. They knew who I was. <laughs> so they said, "Now you drive cab. Good. We want your number." Oh, I see. So, oh, I get you. I get you. So, like, the bartenders and stuff were calling you directly. They would call me for staff. Right. And for what we call vulnerable people. Oh, okay. Nice people who, unfortunately, had a bit too much to drink. A little too much to drink. And they wanted... Make sure they get to get home. Yeah, get home safely. Mm. Which everybody deserves. Sure. Everybody everybody deserves to get home safely, especially when they've been, you know, stupid drunk. Yeah, stupid drunk or high or whatever exactly. the hell it is. Yeah, so no, no, no. They would always just because you go out and drink too much and uh, smoke too much, and it doesn't mean shit. You should still be able to get home safe. Yeah, hundred fucking percent. Yeah, right. Yep. Like, you know, there's no some. There's no like, oh, she's drunk. No, no, no. It's not. That's not an excuse. No, there are numerous times where I would take somebody home, and then the next day see them. And they wouldn't even know you took them home? No. They just... They or, excuse me, drove them home. Drove them home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't take them home. Yeah, you, you drive them home. I would have to have a hotel for all the people that I used to drive home. <laughs> yeah. But uh, sometimes I And wonder, they wouldn't even know? No. 
they just wake up at home, see me the next day. Did uh, you give me a ride home last night? Yep. Okay, good. Um, Thanks. Did I pay you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you paid me. Numerous times. Hilarious. Oh, it was. It was. I often wonder sometimes if that was a bad thing, though, because these people knew that no matter where they were, no matter what condition they were in, they could call me, mm-hmm. and I'd get them home. Well, that's good. What's wrong with that? I mean, it's just that you sometimes got really drunk. really drunk, yeah, passed out, yeah. Oh, well, I I had uh, I did notice that one of the things that's interesting about a drunk, you may know, realize this, that when they pass out, the first time you wake them up, they're very coherent. They 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 have just this last little bit of the lizard brain going. Mm. Okay, yeah, I know what's going on, so. Before people, when they get in the car, they give me their address. They give me a deposit because they're drunk. I let them pass out. Oh, I see. So then, then I would, I would drive, and I'd, I'd get them to their home. I'd open the door, say, "Okay, you're home," and, and they, they would look up. I'm home. And that's they'd it. get out of the car <laughs> under their own power. They'd get in, and then they're that'd be probably it. passed out on the stairs. Yeah, going that's fine. <laughs> I got them in the house. Yeah, I'd, so, numerous times I actually had to. Get their house keys from them to actually sure. get in the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to have a buddy of mine that we used to go drinking sometimes. And I'd, I'd have, you know, back in those days, you could have two or three drinks and, and drive home and no one said anything. No. Um, and, uh, but he'd have, you know, instead of me having, me, I would have two or three and he'd have like eight or 10 and, or 20 or whatever. And it was hilarious because I would all I would drive him home, <clears throat> drop him off, and he would go in the basement door. Holy shit! Sometimes I would wait till he got in the house. Right, I yeah. wouldn't leave him because I didn't want him like, yeah, you know, outside. Outside, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like waiting like five minutes, six, seven minutes. He's trying to get the key in the door. I finally get out of the car and go out there. Give me the goddamn key. Get in there. And then I, you know. Head on my way. <clears throat> it's already through two thirty a.m., dude. Let's, yeah, let's get, this, get this. We gotta get the show on the road here. Yeah, man, I'm on. working tomorrow. Let's go. Uh, I had a, a client who I was doing that. I was. I watched him get up to his house. I watched him put the key in the door. I went, okay, he's good. Oh. Uh, Apparently, four hours later, he didn't quite. <laughs> he woke up with his hand on the key in the door, passed out cold, just like this. End up in the air. Yeah, I believe it, dude. It's pretty funny sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. hilarious. Um, so your cab—that's your cab career. Yeah, this is getting more recent now. Because yeah, I finished the cab business in 2012. Oh, okay. So you've been out of it for a little while then. 2012. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I bartended until about 90. Let me think here. 93, 4, something like that. Okay. 94, 95. I was still, when I opened up the cigar store, I was still bartending a little bit to supplement, right? Cause the golden ha- the golden handcuffs, as some servers call them. They are. The business are. is, is, is bru- Yeah, because you make good money. You know, and a lot of people were leaving. Yeah, a lot of people left the bar business to go to jobs that were real, quote unquote, yeah. air quotes, that made them less money. Yeah, because the gratuities are good. You know, the atmosphere. The atmosphere is good. Party. Yeah, yeah. Is 
The, <sighs> yeah. The party, you know, the party's fun, no doubt about it. Um, but the money's good. If money. you're good, yeah. the money's good. Yeah. And it's hard to, to get out of that industry because you're making really good money. Well, there was a, a server in Edmonton for a while, and he decided to open a restaurant in Vancouver. So about he, he did that for about five, ten years. And he moved back to Edmonton to become a server. Because he was making more serving he made more than money owning. And there's less stress. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. So he, this man probably did six figures a year mm-hmm. as a server, mm-hmm. as one of Edmonton's best servers. He was voted one of Edmonton's best servers. Out of oh, that's cool. 3,000 oh, So he was people. very good. He was yeah. very good. And I knew him <clears throat> personally, so it was a lot of fun to go to his place and yeah. be served by him. Yeah. Yeah, so like where I was working, I got stuck doing managerial type stuff because there was no one else to do it. So I just started doing managerial type stuff, which was in hindsight was good because it gave me some basis for when I was when I opened up my, my own business, mm-hmm. right? You know, I had some bookkeeping experience. I had you know, just experience doing stuff other than serving tables, but it's a pay cut. Oh, the, the manager really? the manager of a restaurant is making less than the servers. Yes. Definitely. 100%. 100%. Even though he's got the responsibility of the room, he's not making as much. And no. you and when we when I did the door or managed or, you know, like <clears throat> you know, in the bar, you need you need someone you need that person that can uh pick up the pick up like oh the food's sitting too long on the line, you gotta get it out to tables. You need yeah. someone that can pick that food up or do coffees or clear some tables or change the change the toilet paper or the yep. handheld or just do whatever these little things. You need that person floating. Yeah. And um and when I worked in the business, that guy didn't get tipped out. Oh. Yeah. So it was like you're getting your wage and that's it. So you're making a lot less than the yeah. girls were on the floor. Well, I say girls because most of the servers and where I worked were, were women. But um, yeah, so not the management in the restaurant business. I guess can be good when you get into a bigger a bigger facility, right? But when you're just working in a smaller place, yeah. a neighborhood place, you're everything. You're working hard and you're not making as much as the servers are no. by any means. Sometimes the servers actually will tip you out. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes they would if you were if they were really in the shit. Yeah, and you and they and their section was like slam. They literally couldn't keep up. Uh, and you're do you know you're making them good money. Yeah, but yeah. rare, rare when you called where that would happen. Like as a bartender, like um, you know I'm behind the bar bartending, <clears throat> and uh, a girl's in trouble in her section, and I go out into the section, leave the bar, go into the section between making cocktails or whatever, clear some plates, fill some coffees, you know, take an order or two just to give her that little, a little breather, just to catch up. Yeah. Then, then they would tip out big. Yeah. You know, it wasn't uncommon to get tipped out 30, 30 bucks, 40 bucks from a single server. Nope. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks you for helping me. me out. Yeah, and yeah, you saved me, and you made me all this extra money because instead of giving those people, which could have been possibly a bad experience, turned it into a good one. Mm-hmm. They tipped appropriately, on and on. See, I was what I noticed about like when um, somebody can't come to work and you do, right? Mm-hmm. I noticed that no matter how many people I scheduled to work in the dining room, occasionally. <laughs> You'd have to do a shift. Yes. And it never bothered me. 
because I got to have fun and I got to make money. Yeah. Because that's the only time that I actually made money is when I was working a dining room shift or a bar shift. Right. Never bothered me at all because that's when I made money. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're involved in the party, so at that point I didn't have to drink. Oh, I see. Because you're involved in the party. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So tell me more about the cab business. You got out of it after a while. Yes. You'd been in it for how long? I was in it for 16 years. Oh, shit. So a while. Yeah. I actually drove cab for 13. Yeah. And then I was assaulted with bear spray. I think you... We've talked I don't really, about that. Not really. Oh, that t- was... T- tell me what happened there. Well, I mean, I kind of knew that something happened, but I didn't know what. Yeah, but I was... So you had a fair? I had a fair picked up at a, at a Safeway. You know, middle of the day. Yeah. And drove them down. Meter was $20. And he said, oh, I'll just go in here and get the money. My friend will wait. And I said, fine. And I turned to look at the friend, and they pulled up a can of bear spray and emptied it in my face. Oh, Jesus. Just a bee. Oh. He'll go away. A little bee. Um, so yeah, that was. So he emptied a can of bears just because they didn't want to pay the twenty bucks. Yeah, for twenty dollars. For twenty dollars. Jesus. They pretty much ended my cab driving career, and all they really had to do <clears throat> was run. Yeah, because you're not going to run after them. No, I, a very good friend of mine said that if you don't get ripped off occasionally in this business, you're not working hard enough. Right. Right. And that's so twenty dollars to me at that time was nothing. Right. I was at at a uh, any given point in my career, I was doing six figures a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Driving cab. Driving cab. Yeah. I was because I You're made a busy busy constantly making four, five hundred dollars a night. Yeah. Working hard, working yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. Five days a week only, but twelve <clears throat> yeah. hours a day. Yeah. So Oh, you're had, putting in some hours. If they had just left it would have been. So what the, <clears throat> so after that, like why did it end your cab career? Like, I just, it, I was it just couldn't str- trust my instincts. Oh, like it got into your head. Yeah. Oh. Because my instincts about people is usually pretty good. Right. So when I thought that these guys were okay and I took them, yeah, they weren't. And I've had some very, I had some very questionable people in my taxi. Yeah, right. gang members. Oh, yeah. From uh, various organizations, shall we say? Sure. Um, and I managed to talk my way out. I talked my way out of a beating from a former Olympic boxer. Why? <clears throat> For some reason, he added in his mind that he wanted to beat somebody up. <laughs> and he tipped the scales at about 250, 300 pounds. He was a heavyweight boxer. And. He had this murderous look in his eyes. Oh, that's... Yeah. I'm going, oh, this is not going to go well. So I started talking. Don't give him the opportunity to get any angry yeah. or anything like that. And, and we <clears throat> took him to a really dark part of, part of town. Really, like, over overgrown trees. And, like, there's not a lot of safety net. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to beat you up and take your money. And I looked at him square in the eye and I said, now, why would you do that? You owe me by twice. Yeah. You're a professional boxer. Yeah. What what's the what's what's yeah, what's, what's the deal here? What's the yeah. So I said, I just don't understand why you I'm giving you a ride. If you want, you can you don't even have to pay for the ride. But you're near now I'm doing you a favor 
by giving you a ride and you want to beat me up? Guy had problems that in his head, any, eh? That doesn't make any sense to me. So his there was a friend with him who was bailed as soon as we got to the address, but he stayed in the car and I kept talking to him. And at one point, he actually handed over the $20 for the fare, got out of the car and walked around to the driver's side of the car, scrunched down because he's like six foot tall, looks me in the eye and says, you are the strongest man I've ever met. Hmm. That's you, did, cool. you did not take my threats. You got me out of the car and it didn't make me feel bad. Hmm. Fuck, no, <laughs> no kidding, right? Oh. Yeah, that is not a fun place that to be. That is not a fun place to be. So that I, I recognized that situation, and I talked my way out of it. So when this other situation happened, I wasn't expecting yeah. anything like that. A safe way in a good neighborhood. Yeah. And then, so I had to start questioning. Are, are there good neighborhoods in Edmonton? Oh yes, I'm just most of it. I'm just screwing. Like it you know, ninety nine percent. It is. It's a nice spot. It all depends on where you pick up. Yeah. Like there were, the neighborhoods are fine. It's individual buildings. Oh, I see. That are questionable. Like, we actually got to the point where you could recognize an address and go, mm, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh really? Eh. No. Like I had. Oh, oh, there are so many st- stories in the cab business. Oh. Well, give me so a many couple. F- funny, funny ones. Because, uh, like, when I bartended, I think I've said this to you before. We would get like people would get super hammered, and then you don't, you don't, you don't let them drive, right? Yeah. And then you call a cab, yeah. And then you pour this son of a bitch out of the bar into your fucking cab, and it's like, it's <laughs> good riddance, sucker. Yep. Yep. <laughs> enjoy the enjoy the fair plane. Yeah. I mean, we didn't work. We I never knew you back then. No. It'd be like basically, yeah, enjoy it. Oh. Hey, whoo, whoo. We got rid of that one. <laughs> Catastrophe avoided. He's out of our hands yeah. now. That's a good example. Now the liabilities all on the cabbie. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Alberta. Oh, really? No, it's the still pl- the bar. Still the bar. Yeah, I'm sure it is here too. I'm just like I don't know. That's uh, I had one bar. This the bouncers carry this guy out between the two of them, and I said, "Is that so and so?" He goes, "Yeah, good. Let him go." Well, if we let him go, he'll fall down. I said, "If he falls down, he's not getting in my cab." Right. He's got to be able to get in. He's got to be able to get in under his own power because I'm not hauling his butt out. Yeah. So they let him go, and he slowly made his way to the cabin. I said, okay, two things. One, money first, and his ID. Yeah, because he needs to know where to go. So I know where to go. And that's what happened. He got in the car. I had his wallet, his ID, his money. He passed out. Took me a little bit longer, but I got him into his driveway. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, you're home. He goes, okay. Off he went. That's okay. Yep. And then I, w- if it was a bar that I knew, I would go back the next day and say, that was your fault. Yeah, right. <clears throat> because of the trouble I had, is directly res- you guys are directly responsible. Yeah. My only job <clears throat> was to get him home. Yeah. Oh. I was, <clears throat> um, one of the more fun profitable stories was you drive someone across country uh, that's a different story <laughs> okay they were cute but that was a different story um, I pick up a guy and he's drunk and he's a stutterer 
Oh, boy. Yeah. So, I used to drink with a buddy of mine that um, he's a cigar customer. And he used to, he never stuttered, really. Maybe a little bit. But when he drank, holy shit. He got way worse. Oh, my God. It was, like, ridiculous. Yep. It was hilarious. Well, this fellow took me a while to get his address because I would never, never make fun of somebody. Especially when they're drunk. No. Especially no. a stutterer. Especially when you're working. So I would I was just talking to him and not not finishing his sentences for him, which a lot of people do with stutterers. Right. And it drives them absolutely bonkers. It really does. So I get him to his play I get him to he says, I gotta stop at a Mac store to get money for you. Oh, okay, fine. Let's stop at a store. He gets in the car. We get him home. And he says, How much do I owe you? And I said, 20 bucks. He goes, okay. And he pulls was out it 20 thing. bucks to get anywhere in Edmonton? Oh, no, with the cross city, it was usually about 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So he starts counting out $20 bills. And he stops at 100 And goes, here you go. And I said, you've given me $100 for a $20 ride. He goes, yeah, I know. And I said, okay, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's 100 It's 100 You only owe me one of them. He goes, you didn't interrupt me when I was talking. <laughs> you didn't finish my sentences. You didn't bother me that I was a stutterer. And I said, I didn't think you stuttered. I thought you were just drunk. It was his only night of the year that he was allowed to be away from his son because he was a single father. Oh, yes. He was just happy. It was his birthday. Yeah. So he went out and he got drunk and he got home safe and he wasn't bothered. Yeah. And he can obviously afford it. So what yes. the hell? Yep. That's fine by me. So part of that being the customer service aspect again, but also not making fun of people. Yeah. That got me a 400% tip. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No. And it no made kidding. me feel good. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Oh, feel good stories. Feel, feel good story or feel, sure. ba- feel bad stories. Um, one time I picked up a young lady who was taking her baby to the hospital. And she said, okay, I have to take, I have to get the carriage out of the car. Do you mind holding the baby? No. Little baby. Little baby. Right? And I said, well, what are you here for? So he's not doing too well, so he might not make it through the night. Oh, Jesus. I'm like. (laughs) Yeah. Just this little, oh, it's just a heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching story. And then. A few months later, pick up another lady to drive her to the hospital because she's having a baby. I get her to the hospital, fine, never see her again for like six months. I pick her up with her new baby, drive her to the hospital for a checkup. She goes, oh, it's you. You drove me to the hospital when I was pregnant. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I decided I liked your name so much, I named, I put that as the middle name for my child. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That was amazing. That made me feel. Yeah. So that's that's the gamut of stories is yeah, you know, yeah. these really heart-wrenching, heartbreaking stories and these just ones that are so elating. Mhm. Make you feel so good. And that's that was one of them. Yeah, no kidding. That was <clears throat> I I love those ones. Whenever I would have a bad day, I would drive over to the university area. And because all of these first years, they're really great kids. 
because it's their first time out of out of their parents' house. It's mm-hmm. their first time in the big city. They've got money to spend, and they're usually very sweet. So, I walked into one place that was <sighs> didn't know this until I walked in the door. It was a sorority mm-hmm. for first years. Oh boy, eighteen year old eighteen year old girls. You dirty old man. Ah, it was. They said. Oh, we're not quite ready yet. Do you mind waiting? No. Would you like a Coke while you're waiting? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And again, because I waited for them for, you know, 10 minutes, I got a decent tip out of it. Yeah. And it made the rest of my night just Mm -hmm. fly by nicely. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more, say no more. (laughs) Beauty. None of them were goers, so. Okay. Yeah. They were all way young. They were all probably just about the age of my daughter, so. Yeah. yeah. I had a little bit more. I'm not. Well, yeah, I have respect for them. Yeah. They, sure. they deserve it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Totally. So after this um, this assault with mm-hmm. the bear spray, you stayed in the business for a while? Did I, you drive any anymore? Mm-hmm. Or that was it? That, that was, was your it. that was your last fare, basically? Jesus. Yeah, I ended up being. The, Becoming a supervisor, okay for the for the cab company, right? So I, again, more responsibility, less money. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes that's the way it is. But it was I was intent on being able to impart my wisdom, wisdom, onto the other drivers. Other, uh, there, yeah, because I was one of the highest paid cab drivers in Edmonton. So then I should be able to tell people teach them how to become well better cab drivers yeah. well paid cab drivers yeah and I, I think I succeeded cool I think I did with numerous people it's just like oh like my car cost me too much and it's okay you're beginning to resent the business you resent the business you're no longer a cab driver you're a hack right you're just you don't understand what it is to make money in this business so I will teach you. You pick up a fare. Uh, numerous times, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the way it has when you talk a lot. Talk and you, too much. Yeah, you're talking too much. And here, use my. <clears throat> um, you pick up fares anywhere. Just, you never know where they're going. You never know where the next fare is going. So one time I dropped off and I picked up at a gas station. And the fellow says, do you have a full tank of fuel? And I said, yeah, why? He because we're going to Bruderheim. Bruderheim is about 100 kilometers away from Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And I said, you've got the $100. I've got the car. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> says, okay, here you go. It was ended up being like $80. He says, no, no, you keep it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he was going to the uh, far north end of Elk Island National Park. Park. Yeah. Provincial Park. Elk Island. So like, uh, I guess with a cab, with a cab, you know, it's it's interesting. You drive them, you're getting paid for one way. Yes. But you still have to get your ass back. Yep. <laughs> right? Yep. So you're not, so if you think about it, you know, yeah, it's $80 to get out there, but it's, uh, you're only actually getting paid 40 bucks because you have to drive back. That's, that's exactly. But yeah. you're still getting paid $40 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. 
That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. That's what I tried to get these guys to understand. They, you would go from, say, the party <clears throat> part of Edmonton, White Avenue, to St. Albert, which is a $30 fare. So you could, so it takes you 15 minutes to get there, 15 minutes to get back. You've made $30 in half an hour. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, of course, you got expenses out of that. Yep. But because you're, you're paying for your own fuel, mm-hmm. your own repairs, your own insurance out of that money. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you definitely have expenses out of it. But all the expenses on my taxis were about $40,000 a year. Holy shit. So I had to make that money. You had to, yeah. <clears throat> but also, I kept my car in. Good shape. Le- leaving town shape. Right. right? I mean, I, I had a customer. Well, as a, from, as a consumer, that's what you want. Yeah, you, you, want, want, a good, to... you want a good quality car to be in. You don't yeah. want something that's unsafe. Nope. That's why I wonder about these Ubers, you know? Unless uh, unless there's like a stat. I've been in lots of Ubers in the U.S., and I've I've had always had good experiences. However, um, you don't really know the quality of the car you're getting into. Do you know the quality of the driver that's, that's right. driving the car? You don't know. That's one thing we fought for in Edmonton with Uber. It was okay if you're going to uh, be taking fares, you have to be trained just like we are. You have to pay insurance like we do. Like we pay we pay. On average, six thousand dollars a I know, year I know. in insurance. Well, the the insurance thing they've got covered. They got that covered. Finally. They got that covered. They've got it, and they're doing a better job than the taxi I think so. business. I, I think, think so. on insurance yeah. because they're only in paying insurance while they're taking a fare, which makes sense, yeah. right? Why do you have to pay insurance when a car's sitting in the driveway for twelve hours? Makes no sense, right? Yeah, it should. You should only be paying while you're driving. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. The one thing I do like about Uber um, is when I'm in a strange town, in you know. Let's just in the U.S. <clears throat> I was in Florida and I used Uber. The thing I liked about Uber with the app, you click on it, you ask for a cab on the app, you say you're going from here where you are, you on a smartphone to where you want to go, right? And it tells you how much that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, when I took a cab in Vegas, that fucker took me the long way. I know he did because I had just Googled it before and it says get, don't when you're going to Old Town, get them to take you through the city. A, you get to sightsee and B, it's actually a shorter fare. Right. Don't let them take you onto the highway. And I said to the guy, I said, I don't want to go on the highway, just drive me through the city. No, 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 no this is better. What well, wasn't better, you know? Because I, I just read that it's actually five bucks more. And only five bucks, but still, I didn't like that. I don't like that. Now you get an honest cabbie, it may, it's fine. Oh yeah, but you get the guy that's trying to squeeze an extra fiver out of you. It's annoying. So yeah. I do like on Uber that you know the trip, you know the route, mm-hmm. and you know the cost. And the cabbie or the driver, I should say, can't fuck you. Yeah, on that. So I think if the cab business just changed a couple of things, they could really still compete. Oh yes, they do. They they they. Uh... Sorry to, cab- to, to take off on a tangent there, yeah, but yeah. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, oh, yeah, about the insurance. You were talking about the, Uber and the insurance. As and- long as they take the same they take the same risks that we do. Well, they don't. But they do with taking up, picking up customers. Right. Um, they do with the customers, but they don't have to pay a license. No. They don't have to pay uh, the high insurance. Are their cars inspected? Are they trained as a driver? Are they? Is that car that I'm getting into in good shape? Are the brakes good? Yep. 
You're on a freaking highway in a car that might be a piece of crap. Yep. You know? I picked up a couple of young ladies from a party, and they said, how much is it going to cost us to go to Calgary? And I could honestly say, that's going to be $300. Right. And I could could say that honestly because I knew my car was in the condition to be able to- To take them there. Take them there. Yeah. That was the idea. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they paid me the three hundred dollars, and I drove them to Calgary because they had to be at work the next morning. <laughs> I remember we took an Uber in uh, Florida, and this girl did not know how to drive. It was an old, kind of like a middle aged, maybe fifty five year old lady. And I swear, I was sitting in the front seat, and we're driving down the highway. It's late at night. We were coming from um, um, the Davidoff lounge okay. in Tampa and we're heading back to um where the heck were we going? We were back going back to the Seminole Hard Rock Cafe Hotel, right? So anyone knows Florida, I don't know how far that was, but it was like a forty five minute or longer drive. And she's driving in the left lane under the speed limit. And you know, like or on those big highways you got left left lane exits and right lane exits. Okay. And uh, she was like confused because it's, you know, if your eyes aren't that great and you don't know what the hell you're doing and you're not experienced, she was like, uh, and I was like, yeah, you're going that way. Because I could see the exit, right? I could read the signs just like her. I was like, huh, this is interesting. This is interesting. And we got home safe. Obviously, I'm yeah. here. But uh, it's like, yeah. I mean, the, I guess the fare was cheaper. I don't know. I didn't pay it. But you know what I mean? Yep. Well, there was, we had to take um, English language proficiency test. Oh, really? From the city of Edmonton. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Is that because it, or were there a lot of uh, immigrants yes. uh, driving cabs? Yeah. yeah. So they would ask me, they actually asked me, okay, you're at, at this point here, say at the municipal airport, which is in downtown Edmonton at the time. And they said, we want to go to the airport. Which direction, which route do you take? And I looked her, I looked her in the eye, and I said, "What time of day is it?" Right. And she goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "If it's five o'clock in the morning, I go straight through town. If it's rush hour, I take a different route." Right. She goes, "You passed." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's 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 one of the, one of the things that I. I had to do as a supervisor was I'd get a call say your cab driver overcharged me okay what what route did he take and all that and I said no that that's about right nope nope it's wrong it should be cheaper and then my job was to take the same route that the cab driver took and meter it out are you serious yeah. oh what a waste of freaking time to double check right yeah and Eighty percent of the time, it was pretty damn. Close. It was pretty. It was pretty darn close. Yeah, it really was. Like I had one person who went from the airbase on the north side of Edmonton to the airport, which is a hundred dollar fare. And I asked them what time of day it was, and they said, "Well, we didn't know. We just wanted to get there quickly." And I said, "What did the cab driver tell you that if the quicker way is the longer way?" He said, yeah, well, yeah, but we thought it would be quicker, so therefore it would be cheaper. 
No. No, because it's by kilometer. Because it goes by the kilometer. It doesn't go by time. You go through the center of town, it's a straight line. Yes, there's lots of lights and whatnot, but it's 5 o'clock in the morning. There's no traffic. So he took them the long way, which is $120. But it got them to the airport 20 minutes sooner. Right. So you can have the fast way, or you can have the cheap way. Right. Your choice. I always gave people the choice. I had one lady who took a cab from her home to her friend's house, and it cost her 60 or $80 or something ridiculous like that. And I pick her up at her friend's house, and she says, okay, I only have $80 because that's how much it cost me to get here. I, I, it can't be any more than that. $80. She goes, yeah. Okay. okay, I have an idea. How about I drive my way, and if it's more than $80, you pay me the $80. Doesn't matter how much over it is, I get 80 bucks. She goes, that sounds fair. Yeah. I got her back to her, her place for $39. <laughs> Jesus. And I and she looked at me and went, I got screwed. <laughs> yeah, she went, sure did. Yep, you did. <laughs> Thanks for the 80 bucks. And she goes, well, do you mind? And no, don't mind. Here's 20. Yeah. You're good. I need to buy a pack of smokes now. <laughs> but it was just knowing the city. <clears throat> and yeah. I, I did that a lot. If somebody said, it can't cost more than this. <clears throat> yeah. Again, it's the maximum ride in Edmonton was 15, 20 minutes. If the person says it, it can't cost me more than 20 bucks, give me the 20 bucks. If it's 25, I don't care. I've made $20 in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably one of, the, one of the secrets to how I did yeah. so well yeah. is it didn't matter to me. It was getting there. It's how long the meter was off determined how well you did. The less time yeah. it was off, the more money you made. Mm-hmm. So this is an adult-only show. No, is it now? <laughs> it sure oh, is. Now, I know really? everyone's going to be like, oh, Louie, why didn't you ask him? <laughs> why didn't you ask him? Um, why didn't you ask him about that couple that was like banging in the back of the car or some guy yeah. getting a blowjob or whatever? I don't know if this actually ever happened to you or not, but I'm just digging. I want juice. Oh, it happened. It happened? Oh, it happened. Give me something. Tell it me something. A Tell lot. me a uh, Oh, really? A lot? Oh, a lot, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see. I was propositioned twice. Nice. By men. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> like, mm. I hear guys give the best blowjobs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you, oh, might you, have liar. More, you liar. You might have more experience you with lying. that than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was... There was numerous times where couples getting it on the back seat. Yeah. Sometimes it was guys. Sometimes it was a couple. Like two guys? Two guys. Oh, oh yeah. God. Two guys. Talk about uncomfortable. And whatever. Whatever. Right? You're just driving. Just driving the car. I've had couples get it on the back seat. Yeah. I've had lesbian couples get it on the back seat. Oh, that would be sweet. <laughs> Especially when they were about, I think they were, they were about 19, 20 years old. Oh, my God. I think they were still just. Exploring, yeah, figuring it out. It was just a college phase, probably. Yeah, I think so. It was fun (laughs) for me. (laughs) You need a bigger rearview mirror, right? I needed one of those ones that stretches right (laughs) across. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, 
But a, a lot of flashing. I actually had one lady who was with her boyfriend, and she took all of her clothes off in the taxi. What? I wouldn't want to get naked in a taxi. And Neither if there, would I. Yeah, it's gross. But she, she did. <laughs> she was sitting in the back seat, completely starkers. And she looks at me and she says, you know, pretty good bod for a 40-year-old. And I looked her in the eye and I said, lady, that's a pretty good bod for a 20-year-old. Nice. <laughs> and she was with her boyfriend? Yep. Hilarious. Yep. But she's still engaging with you, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Total exhibitionist. Oh, completely. And she did. She's a 40-year-old woman who had the body of a 20-year-old. Well, good for her. Yeah. It, she was awesome. And she was very nice. I'm sure she was. She was very, very nice. <laughs> Thank you, Groucho. Yeah. <laughs> Any any woman in, naked in my backseat is very nice. Yes, <laughs> just, just completely. Yeah. Exactly. Some of my favorites, we have uh, we have a lot of uh, centurions in Edmonton, people over 100 years old. Really? Yeah. Like a lot of them? Yeah. Like it's a thing? And they and they take cabs. Well, sure. They ain't and driving. They ain't driving. <clears throat> so I had this one lady who was 95, I believe. She pulled a midnight move out of her senior's home. <laughs> she had all of her clothes in my car, a couple of plants, and she says, get me the fuck out of here. I cannot live in this place anymore. Really? And she was like lucid? Oh, yeah, completely. <clears throat> yep. Oh, for Christ. She, that would be hard. Her her last name is synonymous with some of Edmonton's uh, neighborhoods. Oh. So her family was money. Right. And she was a hoot. She was Where'd a, you take? Where'd she go? She went from one senior's home to another. Oh, just switching somewhere. Yeah, she just switching, and they wouldn't let her out of her lease. So she said, "Fine," and she left. Hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're older, but still lucid, and you're in a a place where everyone is like lost their marbles. Oh, that's I've been be in those hard. places. You know, it's not. As a as a visitor, oh. not as a not as a, not as a, did it have not like, as a guest like, like no walls, not padded walls but you know what I mean just like you're lucid they're not yeah if you're, that would be hard that would that would be hard even though you might your body might not be physically capable of taking care of yourself you're still mentally yep. capable uh, that would be uh, yeah they got we got to figure that shit out for these yeah. uh, these people you know we it's, had, no, it's no way to go we had one customer. I can tell you her name because she was fairly well known in Edmonton. Her name was Harriet Winspear, Winspear Center. Oh, really? The, the Winspear Center. And she was 104. Used to take her out, used to pick her up and take her to the Hotel McDonald for dinner. What's the Hotel McDonald? Nice it, place? It's the, it's a Fairmont. Okay. So it's, it's one of the Chateau hotels. Okay. In, the, in Canada. And it was always such a treat to get her to the hotel, open the door for her. She would wait, right? She would wait until I opened the door. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I would escort her into the dining room. Oh, how lovely. And she felt like yeah, the queen of the May. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that took me an extra five minutes out of my day. Yeah, big deal. To treat somebody yeah. of that age like I think they should be treated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She loved it. Oh, I bet. So, and and the and the restaurant staff thought that it was very special that I would escort her in. Yeah, 
Well, she was from that generation too, yeah. where it wouldn't be proper for a lady to walk into a place like that unescorted, not, unescorted, not on a man's arm, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. She, and she got it. That's she always did. Hilarious, and that's, that's the service cool. she got. Yeah. Why not? Because of who she was. Yeah. Because she, she, a young girl might probably wouldn't understand that, but a lady who's a hundred years old. Times have changed, right? She's it's not got as, it. it Young women can walk into places unescorted yep. now, and no one thinks anything of it. It's just it was a different time. Oh. <laughs> Coming to the rescue of women, this goes back way before I was a cab driver. Um, Goddamn knight in shining armor. Yeah, you? there we are. A friend and I would go to our, our our local, and we're sitting at a table, and there's these two young ladies, obviously alone, drinking. Like and drinking, drinking, drinking. Like they're they're, they're, they're just out having, having a, a, a nice night out. Yeah, and these two hooligans show up and start berating these two girls, like saying, "Hey, baby, how's it going, baby? You want to go out, baby?" They don't like that. Well, they didn't like that. <laughs> oh, of course. Not. So, my friend and I waited until these two guys got up and left to go to the bathroom. So we looked over at them and said, "Hey, we noticed that you're, you two are very uncomfortable." Would you like a couple of boyfriends for like 10, 15 minutes? And they go, you guys would do that? Yeah, because it looks like you guys are not having any fun. So what we'll do is we'll wait for them to come back, and then we'll walk in the door and greet you like you're our girlfriends. They said, that would be nice. <laughs> so that's what we did. These guys came in. They sat down. We walked in. Oh, there you are, girls. Sorry we're late. But we finally made it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank you, dear, for showing up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These two other you hooligans got up and left. And when they left the bar, we went and sat back at our table. <laughs> Easy peasy. Oh, it was just so much fun. Fucking with people is so much fun. <laughs> that cigar lit? I talk too much. Well, you know, you are being interviewed. So... So you left the cab business. I understand you went into building maintenance or something back, kind of like full circle back oh, after that. Oh, yeah. Then, no. then, let's see. So it was the cab business. Then it was the supervisor. And then I went into um, <clears throat> building office furniture. Oh. For uh, a dealership in Edmonton. Oh, right, right. We put up the demountable walls. Yes, and yes. all the various office furniture. Yeah. Did that for three and a half years. Holy shit. Yeah. Got injured. You got a torch if you need it, bud. Yeah. You got injured doing that? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I was actually uh, hauling a 300-pound or 250-pound sheet of glass into an elevator. By yourself? No, with another guy. Okay. And turns out I was lifting it from the bottom. He was lifting it from the top, but it was four inches too wide for the elevator door, so it had to be twisted. Mm -hmm. So I was twisted. Lifting mm-hmm. and pushing, uh-uh. and my back. Yeah, I heard it. Oh, I heard my back snap. Uh, and I couldn't move. And this poor guy just got had a two hundred and fifty pound sheet of glass drop. So, so that was that. That was that for that. And I, I ended up getting better. Oh, good. I ended up getting better. I did a lot of a lot of exercises. Did a lot of getting better. And then as soon as I got better, they fired my ass. What? They let me go. Oh, shit. The management style and I would no longer... No longer compatible? No longer compatible. Exactly. That's how they put it. (laughs) Bastards. (laughs) 
And that was still in Edmonton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I kind of bounced around from office job to office office job, office building right. jobs. Yeah. And then ended up applying for a resident manager, assistant resident manager job, mm-hmm. which I really thought would be a good idea. Customer service, maintenance. Think, things you've done before. I've, I've done this before. It should, it should work just fine. Wrong. Oh. We kept getting the uh, the carrot and stick, except there was no carrot. Oh. So if, if you're here a bit longer, you could get your own building. If you're here a bit longer, you could get your own building. And that got pushed and pushed and pushed. And that started to cause stress in my marriage. Oh. Like huge amounts of stress. And then not this past winter, but the winter before, Edmonton had one of the coldest winters since the 60s. Oh. It was 60-some-odd days of minus 40 weather. That's cold. That's cold. <clears throat> That's, yeah. And we were looking after- It doesn't matter if it's Fahrenheit or centigrade. It's minus 40, it's minus 40. Minus 40 is- It's about the same, right That's down the, there. That, right down there. That, yeah. That, when they meet that at minus 40, that's the same, either yeah. direction. So oh, they meet at minus 40? They meet at minus oh, 40. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> or within a degree or two. Yeah. Or at that point, who cares? Yeah, who cares? It's <laughs> fucking cold. <laughs> yeah. So we were looking after two buildings at this point. Yeah. Still assistant managers, not- Resident managers. Oh. After a year and a half, we were still, and I'll say it this way, just assistant managers because we were treated that way. We were looking after the buildings. Oh, I see. So you were looking after them. You had all By the ourselves. responsibility. All, all the responsibility but as no, a resident manager. But, but no pay. No. Oh, well, that's shitty. So we're stuck between two buildings. It's minus 40. Yeah. That was not right. So, and at minus forty, because I've never I've never experienced minus forty. Okay, so at minus forty degrees, are these buildings just like is there stuff going wrong with them all the time? Heat, just it's the heating. Yeah, because the heat the heaters are just working full time all the time, never shutting off, and it's just strain and stress on the on the on the on the material um on the machinery. Yeah, and and these both of these buildings are over fifty years old. So poor insulation, very lacking. Insulation. Did they even have double pane glass? No, single pane glass. Single pane glass in most of the places. Oh my god! They were uh, they renovated them to the to double pane, but because the heating elements of the heating pipes were on the outside of the building, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of insulation, so they would freeze and what burst. Even the the heating pipes. Yeah, because people, residents would turn their heaters off. off. Oh, and then the water stops and it gets cold and then it fires up again. We would tell them constantly, leave the heater on. At least a little bit. This has to be, the water has, it has to flow. To be flow, yeah. And at minus 40, <clears throat> unfortunately, the water has to flow a lot. Yes. You can't, you can't just trickle through the pipes. It has to be flowing. Right. So... Yeah, we had numerous times. I'm surprised they didn't have like a glycol system or something so they wouldn't freeze, you know? They probably do by now. Yeah, right. After we were there. So then I came down here for a vacation and I was sitting outside the Victoria Youth Hostel. Yes. One of my favorite places. I think I remember when you came down. Yeah. Because you were coming and hanging out at the cigar store sometimes, right? Yeah. And I would, 
I decided then that in the middle of a rainstorm, sitting outside having a having a pipe and a cup of coffee, that yeah, that's it. That's it. I can't <laughs> handle Edmonton anymore. <laughs> Welcome to Victoria. Yeah, it was a uh, pouring rain. Didn't matter. Yeah, anything was better than minus forty and stuck in two buildings for sixty days. Yeah. So this COVID self isolation thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was all fine with you. It was all fine by me because <laughs> I was used to it. Right. I did it for I did it for two months. So this yeah. is nothing. Yeah. Luckily, with the uh, what do you call it? Um, procedures that we put in place at work. Yes. Made it easier for me to continue to work. Yeah. 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 And I, I felt completely safe the entire time. I think so. Yeah, I did too. It was it was good. <clears throat> and the uh, the people coming in and saying it is so good to have you open. I know it was great, it was just wasn't it? Normal. Yeah. They needed desperately <laughs> something to be normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they come and see us. Yeah. Normalcy. Yeah. Know, well, maybe not so much. They're pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been in Victoria now? What a year. Oh, so you started working for me like right away as yeah. soon as you got here. Yeah. Well, the, the story I tell people is that I came in looking for a cigar. Yes. And I walked out with a job. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy. I mean, doesn't get much better than that. No. As soon as you offered me the job, I'm going like, gee whiz, been here for, let's see, I arrived, we arrived on the 30th of May. You offered me the job. On like the fifth of June, and I was starting on the ninth of June. Yeah, it was quick. It was. You didn't quick. have much time off. No, I didn't have any time off. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. It worked out really well, and I've been extremely happy ever since. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's great having you, man. You've been a hell of an asset to the company. Thank it's been you. awesome. Customer service is great. A little messy, but you know we'll work on that. <laughs> Messy? No, not not Blaine. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Not messy. <laughs> nice. It's, it's the sign of an organized mind. Yeah. Is is that a, a messy desk? That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's a sign of an organized mind. Because I know where everything is. Well, we'll is. go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. You know where everything is, but no one else does. <laughs> like, that's important? Yeah. Oh, that drives me nuts. Hilarious. So cool. Um, you were saying you wanted to travel around the island a little bit. Have you done that? No. Not yet, eh? No. Oh, we'll get to it. You'll get yeah. to it. Where do you want to go? What's the first thing you want to see on the island uh, that you haven't seen already? Because, I mean, you, oh, you, I you've se- traveled here for years. Oh, yeah. Right? I've been you've, here for years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I would come down here about once a year. Yeah. So I've seen most of most of Victoria, not enough of the beaches. Right. I do love the beaches here. Um. One thing I wouldn't mind seeing that I haven't seen, I was really close, is uh, Parksville. Oh, yes. I want to see the trees. You, Cathedral Grove. Cathedral Grove. Yes. Because the last time we were here- Those are just uh, on the way to Port Alberni. Okay. Yeah. Because the last time I was anywhere near there, I was at something called the Mile Beach, Parksville Mile, the Parksville Beach that goes out for- Yeah, that's uh, Rath Trevor, I think. Is Rath Trevor? I think so. I mean, I haven't been there for 40 years. 
Yeah, but it, I still remember it. So yeah, you can there. I don't know what they call that beach, but I uh, might be Rath Trevor. You can camp there at the provincial campsite. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to get in. You have to book like three months in advance. It's ridiculous because it was a neat place to go. It's neat. That beach is neat at low tide. The water you probably have a kilometer straight out of sand, yep. and then once you get the, into the water, you could probably walk another. Probably kilometer and only be like chest deep in the water, and it just goes forever. And because it's so shallow there, like by noon or one o'clock in the uh, afternoon, that water is warm, warm like a bathtub. It's mm. the ocean. It's the it's the west coast, but it's an isolated bay. And the neat thing is, is as that water starts coming in, <laughs> don't walk slow. Yeah, no, it, 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 yeah, it comes in fast, but yeah, you're fine. But it, the warm sand warms the water up even more, so you get this really nice warm water. It's oh, it's so much fun, mm. so much fun. So yeah, you should go there, and so, then <clears throat> on your way, I forget what highway it is, maybe four, which goes to Port Alberni. I think that's the road to Cathedral Grove, and you go through Coombs too. Have you been to Coombs? No. Goats on the roof? No. It's called, they call it Goats on the Roof. It's Coombs. is like a little roadside. It started off as like a little roadside knickknackety place where, you know, you'd, they, you'd get like little wood toys and knickknacks and things like that. Roadside right? stuff. Yeah, roadside stuff. But it's grown and grown and grown and and more businesses have joined in. It's, it's like it's really, really busy now, like really busy. Uh, we'll go there every couple of years or so, you know, we'll take a, a – road trip for a day and go up there um, and uh, just check out the little shops and buy a few little knickknacks and uh, have a coffee and a muffin or whatever. And it's a nice little spot. Oh. It's a great little road. It's, it's like one of those stops, you know, you've just got to kind of stop. Yeah. You, know, you, you never drive by. You always stop, go to the bakery and get, get yourself a cheese bun or whatever the heck you want and uh, a coffee and something and check out all the, the stuff. And it's just like, it's like a zoo up there. It's like a freaking zoo. And their claim to fame is they've got this um the 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 main building is like a is a shack for lack of a better word and it's got grass on the roof. Right? It's like grass and weeds and stuff on the roof and there's little goats on the roof eating mm-hmm. the grass like they live up there. So you go up there and you're walking in and there's goats on the roof of the building you're going into. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. You can get ice cream there and stuff, and oh, the nice. kids, kids like it. It's fun. What was that uh, little kind of a farm thing on the way out to Sydney on the right-hand side of the highway? It has like an oh, ice the, cream the, shop, and it has a candle-making shop. Oh, I don't know. It was part of a farm at one point. Oh, Maddox it, Farm? There's Maddox. There's a golf course right, right next yeah, to Yeah, that's, yeah, Cordova Bay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was This neat. is kind of like Maddox Farm, but- uh, way more rustic. Maddox okay. is is pretty and clean, yeah. and the gardens are mint, and everything's beautiful there. This is uh, far more rustic. Okay, so I don't suggest going there on the weekend. Everybody's there to, at Coombs. Yeah, even midweek it's really busy, but the weekend is even busier. But even though it's really busy, it's it's easy to get in and out, and there's always lots of parking along the street. You might have to walk a few hundred meters to get there or something. Big deal. Yeah, huh. worth a go. Yeah, that's a that's a definitely a, a, a you could do it in a day. It would be a long day because yeah. it's about two hours to get there. But yeah, you so could do it a, in a day. It's a Churchill to get there and a Churchill to get back. That's it. Easy, <laughs> easy peasy, easy peasy. That's yeah. how we do things. We 
we, we don't buy time. We, we go by do, length, length of the cigar. <laughs> yeah. Because sure. when we went to the bay, went to the uh, that beach, we had a choice, either the beach or Cathedral Grove. Oh, you could have done them both. They're not that far away from uh, each other. Dad was driving. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Da- and, and Cathedral it, Grove is, again, the, the road goes right through the center of it. You just pull off to the side, uh, find a spot to park, and, you know, if you're there an hour... You do a little little walk on the the trail they have there. It's like Mount Doug Park, right. but the trees are way bigger. You just do a little walk, you know, take you about an hour. That's yeah. probably about enough there. Yep. There's nothing else. There's no amenities there. Um, bathrooms. That's about it. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's an hour or so, and then you head into Parksville again. And you go to one of the beaches. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah. The beach at Rath Trevor is nice because it's huge, mm. and even though it's a, even if there's a ton of people on it, it looks empty. Yeah, and it's great for playing like frisbee. And there's all, all these little like puddles everywhere, like these little. They're not tide pools, like just little low spots in the sand. And people are skimboarding on them. And yeah, it's it's okay. nice. It's yeah, it's it's cool. Good. It's cool. Yeah, you should do that this summer. That wouldn't be a that wouldn't. It'd be easy. It's an easy day trip. Yeah. You know, leave early in the morning. Take your time. Have breakfast, you know, spend the day at the beach, relax somewhere for dinner, yeah. smoke a cigar on the beach. You, I smoke cigars on that beach all the time because you're so spread out. No one bugs you. You just find a little spot. Little spot. What am I saying? You can find a spot easier 500 feet to the next person. Yeah. Smoke a cigar. I always bring my own lawn chair. Yeah, we haven't been up there in years now, though. Yeah. We used to camp up there when the kids were a little bit smaller. But camping's gotten so busy on the island. You just can't. Because everybody just they they take. I was there's a, a commercial out there now that says we have the island to ourselves. Let's explore it. Yes, that's right. We do have the island to ourselves, sort of. Except I noticed some people from Alberta here recently. I don't know how that showed up. Yeah, what the heck, eh? Yeah. They're going to Tofino though. That's another good spot to check out. That's a big beach. Yeah. Been up there? No, I haven't been to Tofino. There's Tofi- supposed to be a really great hostel out there. Oh, Tofino and Uculet are both both cute little communities. I haven't spent a lot of time in Tofino, to be honest, just a few hours, but I've spent a bit of time in Uculet. It's much more like a, Yuki is more of a, like a fishing village kind of a feel. Like it's more rustic right. and Tofino's more bourgeois, you know, but the beach is the same. It's pretty. Yeah. It's worth yeah. a go. You can camp up there too. There's hostels. Yeah. The, the, the Tofino hostel, I've seen pictures of it. it looks gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of, uh, Smoking cigars in hostels reminds me of going to uh, Banff and going to the youth hostel there. So when I was, most of my uh, cab driving career was at night. I would work from six at night till six in the morning. Oh, oh shit. So the fun times. Yeah, no kidding. The fun times. So when we went to Banff, I'd be up at four in the morning, five, three in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Oh, because you were already used to the. I was used to being awake. <clears throat> I was. Right. I, I drove. I was. I worked that shift for sixteen years. Holy shit! Yeah, <clears throat> you know, six to six, and I would go out on the deck with a, a cigar. Where? Of of the hostel. Hostel had At a Banff. deck. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like when you would go away. Yeah. You you your your clock was all screwed up. Yeah. So you're always up super super early. Yeah. So I would go out to the the deck. By yourself, of By course. Myself, yeah. With a bottle of Cavassier <laughs> and a cigar. At 3 a.m.? At 3 a.m. 
Yeah, most people are packing it up and you're just getting going. I'm just getting started. <laughs> and I was reading uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, nice. In the forest. Yeah. In the mountains. Great place. I'm like, yeah. oh, it was so nice. Yeah. It was always so beautiful up there. Yeah, you know, it is you see really. The little, you see the deer go by and yeah. the occasional cougar. And... Yeah, it's gotten so busy up in Bath. Oh, it's, it's gotten nuts. so busy. Oh, we used to go in the shoulder seasons. That's the only way right? to do it. And now there isn't a soldier. Up until this, there isn't a shoulder season in Banff anymore. Oh, really? Everybody else has understood that uh, end of March, beginning of April, it's a nice time to go because there's not a lot of people. Right. So it's no, just gotten busy. There's a yeah. lot of people. Right. Yeah. But it, there were times there where we would be the only people on Banff Avenue. Really? Yeah, and it was beautiful. Well, there's a. I've been in there like I've been there like November. It was slow huh? in November, but it was cold. You know, it was already getting chilly. We I think this, it was November. We were outside Evelyn's, which is a coffee shop, the premier coffee shop in Banff. Tea shop actually, and like tea and coffee, tea and, and coffee, tea and coffee and baked goods baked, and stuff baked like goods, that. Really good stuff. Oh, yeah, that's where I had my first London fog. Oh, I hate uh, those. Oh, I love those. Like, those are do so not good. like um, uh, the tea. You don't like bergamot. bergamot. Yeah. Oh, where will we get the? That's the one of the biggest. I'm Italian, seller. man. You know what they say about Italians? The only time we drink tea is when we're sick. Mm. <laughs> I'm coffee. We went, we went to the Empress for high tea. Right, uh-huh. we, my wife. We my wife got treated a few years ago from work. We don't. I don't go to Empress for high tea. It's too bloody expensive for my uh, my pocketbook. But we go to Empress for high tea. We get treated. It's great. We're sitting down with another couple. We're enjoying. We're sitting in these beautiful chairs and white glove service. You know, and and the the they're explaining. They have a tea menu and uh, they're explaining all the teas. And I look up at the. Uh, the maitre d' there, and I'm like, um, can I get coffee? He laughed at me. I'm like, I don't drink tea. <laughs> I, I just don't, right? Um, and he's like, and then the, that's funniest thing. Then the lady across from me, I don't know who they were. They were just a couple. We just met there. We just sat with this couple. And she's like, do you think I can order coffee too? <laughs> he was like, what's going on <laughs> around here? This is supposed to be high tea, and you guys are all drinking coffee. Well, you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> coffee can go very nicely with high tea. It It's great. Yeah, for me it was perfect. All those little pastries and finger foods and stuff oh. with a cup of good coffee. Yep, it's just as and good. And you are gonna get good coffee. It there. was good coffee. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, sorry, I uh, cut you off there about the uh, the, the oh, coffee. Map. The Lon- oh, the London fog. The London, London fog. fog. Yeah. So we were out on the out on the street, and this there was this beautiful old lab, mm-hmm. old old lab, and he decided like a black lab dog. Yeah, uh, he was a blonde. Okay. Right? Yeah. Lovely dog. And we're sitting down, and the owner goes in, and this dog sits beside me. Oh, that's nice. Right? And so he's about this, so he's this tall. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'll just back up for a second. Just petting the dog. Petting this beautiful, beautiful dog. And so people are walking by going, nice dog. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to take, I'm going to keep this. (laughs) We, we nicknamed him Capt- Captain Xavier because he was just such oh. a magnificent beast. And if I, people were going, is this your dog? Uh, no. He seems to like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> it was just a gorgeous. But it was one of those 
Banff moments. Yeah. Where you're just chilling. Yeah. And this strange dog decides that he's going to sit next to you. He's going to sit next to you. And now you were the boss. That's funny. Oh, it was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Lots of good stories about Banff. Yeah. Lots, like, I loved Banff. Lots <laughs> of eating. Lots of eating in Lots Banff. Lots of eating in Banff. Yeah. Great place to go to Banff. Eat at Banff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good spot. Good spot. And yep. if, yeah, if you don't go when, if ski season hasn't started yet, when I was there, it wasn't, there was no skiing yet because it was like kind of, it was real shoulder season. Like it was definitely not warm anymore. We were bundled yeah. up. We were in Calgary visiting some friends. I can't remember that it was like early winter. So this, there was no, it was just a little bit of snow. Yep. It wasn't that busy. You could get around pretty easy because the skiing season, ski season hadn't really started up, but camping season and was done. Yeah. Right. Uh, motorhome season was done. So that wasn't bad. It wasn't that busy. So I guess that would be your your only shoulder season now. Mm-hmm. It's gotten really short. Because we used to go there in November, beginning of Hell, November. you used to be able to go there in the summertime without a reservation and just find a place to camp. Like that, that was camping in BC. You just, when we were kids, get you in the car. Up. Yeah, you just showed up. You might have to wait. You know, you show up whatever time. You might have to wait a bit while someone's vacating. Mm-hmm. But you always found a spot everywhere. It didn't matter where. Parksville or Banff or... You know, Up Island at, you know, uh, Strathcona, whatever. You just found spots. It was just, there was always spots. Yeah. Apparently we're like, uh, in British Columbia, we're like, what did they say? A thousand or 1,500 campsites short now for like the population. Like they did an analysis. I I think that's what I heard. Like we need to kind of like settle things out. We need to invest as a province in places like this. Okay. I think it's a good idea. Oh, yeah. We should. Those were great childhood memories yeah. for me. And uh, I want, and my kids have had a bit of that, but not enough. Not enough. Um, but yeah, it's great. Good. Yeah. Where else are you going? Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm so in love with Victoria. It's pretty great here, you right? You know, just, just the city itself and just, wandering around when I'm not working. Yes, which you're working a lot. Yeah. But that's fine. It's like, uh, at least when you do have time off, you can enjoy the city. Cause it's, a, it's a city built for enjoyment. It really is. Great walk in town. Great walk in town. Yeah. You got bookstores, shameless Cafes. plugs, like, you know, Ru- Russell. Yeah. And, uh, what's the... Monroe's. Monroe's. Oh, yeah. Monroe's is a really is like uh, Monroe's is a world class bookstore. Yeah. Old, beautiful Victorian building, mm-hmm. grand of central center. You know. Oh, it's central just, room in it. It's just it really is. It's an icon, and we can never ever lose that bookstore. No. Ever. It's beautiful. No, I mean that's a kind of a place like if if it wasn't profitable, the government should. Uh, Subsidize, or or take it over and have yeah. it run as like almost like a historic site. Yeah, you know, it's one well, of it's those like, places. It's nice to walk into some place like Murchies. Yes, and I've walked into Murchies now for forty years. Mm-hmm. It never changes. No, it's great. <clears throat> but something that is so perfect doesn't have to change. Yeah, and it is perfect. It's still perfect. 
or otherwise you wouldn't get people who've been going there for 40 years yeah. who are even Victorians. Yeah, like a place like that or a place like Roger's Chocolates. Yeah. Or they just they need to be like they, yeah. the way they are because it's just so great. Yeah. And I do love, uh, what are they called, macarons? Macaroons? Macaroons, yeah. Macaroons? Yeah. Something good, eh? Oh, normally with macaroons you get like, they're like three, in, in Edmonton they're like three, four, five dollars each. Merchies, you can get a couple of macaroons and a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> For five bucks. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And it's worth it. Oh, 100%. It's a, it's a nice little reward. Just wandering around. Great city to walk around in. Oh, I know, you know, there's a lot of people in our town that say, oh, I'll never go downtown. Why? 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 Because you can't find a place to park? Bullshit. There's lots of parkades. There's always somewhere to park. Yep. You might have to walk a kilometer big deal what's that you're yeah. strolling that's, that's you're just strolling stroll. through the city yep there's always parking near near our downtown cigar store there's always yep. parking there except on maybe the busiest of days get on the bus get your butt downtown and you can walk yeah like, like I, well you can walk from where you live from here it's it's an hour. It's an hour, hour and twenty minutes to get to the inner harbor from here. Oh wow! Yeah, that's new. I've done that walk. It's a great walk. But you, you would take. I took all these little shortcut yeah. routes. There's a, there's like a, a cycling path. I can't remember now, but all these little roads and this and that, and you just walk through the neighborhoods. I, the last time I walked home from the Buskers Festival, I stopped by the cigar store, grabbed a cigar, walked home with a cigar. Wow! Great afternoon yep. or evening, I should say. Yep. It was great. Yep. Yeah, there's what? lots to do in our city. There is. It's a, a beautiful walking city. Yeah, you don't have to spend the earth. No, you have, you know, the Value Village, which is a great walk. You have being around the world, which has fantastic coffee mm-hmm. and reasonable price. I buy my beans there because it's local. Support local. Yeah, lots of great spots. Oh yeah, lots of great spots. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I think that's almost a wrap, unless there's something Already? else you wanted to touch on. Well, oh. we, this is we're an hour and a half. Oh my goodness! I know it doesn't feel like it. I know. Just so much more in life. <laughs> like my 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 camping trip across Europe, across the UK. I mean, oh geez, we'll have to get you back on. Yeah, here. there's like two that... months uh, two months I spent in the UK. Oh, nice. A lot well, of it. We'll, we'll do another. We'll, yeah, we'll do another. Uh, Another chit chat. We've yeah. already kind of we've got now we've got your like your story. So n- we know who you are and where you're from mm-hmm. and what you're you know what kind of made you. And now we, next time we'll uh, we'll just have a talk about uh, current events or or travel or the my sojourn as a pipe smoker. Oh, that'd be fun. From too. starting when I started smoking at a. Youngish. Too young of an age. Too young. Yes, yeah. we'll call it too young. Well, you know, I like to make sure people are adults before they start the hobby of uh, pipe yeah. and cigar. It just got me into like I started going to cigar stores when I was sixteen. Oh Jesus! Those are that? yeah formative years. Yes, but, but be surrounded by people in a cigar store, men, yeah. women of quality, of upbringing. Yeah, 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 that was it's kind of cool. That was they're very important for me. Nice as as a young man. Well, we'll have you on again. Yeah, I would like that very much. Yes, very good. Okay, all right, Blaine Millman, Luigi, good talk. Yes, you take care. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>